So please be sensitive to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit delivers the word to you. While you are still sitting down, let us take this song just to refresh ourselves. While you are sitting down, just refresh yourself. And the song is, I love you more than anything. I love you. You're singing a love song to your lover, right? More than anything, I love you. Oh, Lord. Lord, I give my life to you. You sing that song again with commitment in your heart. Oh, Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you. Oh, Lord. More than anything, I love you. More than anything, I love you. Oh, Lord, Lord, I give my life to you. Daddy, that is our prayer this morning. Yes, we love you. We love you because you first loved us. You gave your life unto us. You died on the cross because of us. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. And that is why we are confessing this morning that we love you. Daddy, you know we love you. You know we love you. Yes, we know there are things competing with that love in our life. But this morning, our desire is that, Lord, you will baptize us afresh with the spirit of love. That we might love you indeed. That we might love you in truth. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you notice very well, throughout last month, we started a series. And the series is The First Coming of Jesus Christ. If you are very careful, you will see all the messages coming from the beginning of last month or related to the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you do not follow it, or you miss a service, I will encourage you to go to the website of the church. By the way, every message that you hear in this church, you can listen to it on the website. And the messages on that internet is for as far as four years ago, I guess five years ago. And we have people that have left this church, gone to other countries, and they are still asking us, at the point when we changed the website, they were asking us, please, what's the new website? So value what you have now. You can download those messages onto your flash drive at home. All the messages, they're on the website. And the website is www.tbolf.org. T-B-O-L-F, just the acronym of the church, the Bread of Life Fellowship.org. So today we are going to start a new series in continuation to that 
And that is the second coming of Jesus Christ. We ended the first coming with the resurrection of Jesus. So after I resurrected, what happened? The second coming. So you're going to be hearing messages along this line in a couple of weeks. So I need you please make sure you, if there's anybody you learn about that you can never mislearn, it's about Jesus. He's the perfect teacher, the lover of your soul, he's your Lord. So please make sure you are part of what God is doing in the church and get the best from him. Today's topic is going to be one of the specific words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And so you know that when Jesus does, Jesus never says something and say, I'm sorry. No. Everything he said, he meant it. Jesus is not a talkative. He does not just open his mouth for the fun of it. No. And this word he said, thank God our brother took exactly that text. For you to know that God has something for you in that verse this morning. And it's in the book of John 21, 14 to 17. Topic is, lovest thou me more than this? Jesus said this word the third time he appeared to the disciples. He appeared to Mary in John 20, after his resurrection. He appeared to the disciples twice. And after he appeared to them the second time, the Bible says he breathed on them. So that they can receive the Holy Spirit. But something happened. And the Bible says he sent them forth. Well, you know what the disciples went to do? Brother Peter went and took all of them to go and fish. He took them to where he failed and Jesus called him out. Remember Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Brother Peter went with the, uh, the breath of the Holy Spirit Jesus gave him to go and be fishing. Instead of to go and be fishing for souls. And so we get to this place. John 21, 14, 17. John 21, 14 to 17. This is now the third time. I'm reading the Bible now from King James Version. That Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that he was risen from the dead. So, when they had dined. Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again, the second time. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, 
Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved. In other words, he was sad. He was offended. He felt a sense of lack of trust by the person he has been following for three and a half years. Because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him again, Feed my sheep. And Jesus is saying unto you and I this morning, Do you truly love me? If another person said this word, you may doubt it. But the person that said it, Jesus, is without any doubt. The whole world cannot fight it. But he knows what he was saying. It was a gift of love. He himself demonstrated love. He gave his life not because he wanted to commit suicide. Not because he was tired of life. But because he loved you. He willingly gave his privilege in heaven, his glory. He gave the opportunity away for that period of years. Just because of you. Jesus could have refused to come. He could have given excuses. Like you do. He could have said, how can me, God, go and the people I created be slapping me, harassing me and crucifying me? No, I will not go. But he did not say that. In John 10, 8, say, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. Say, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. It died for you because of love. He was molested, harassed, beaten. And were crucified because of love. Isaiah 53 7 said he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before a shearer is done. So he opened not his mouth. John 15 13. 
Greater love has no man than this, than a man later his life for his friend. Someone will say, oh, Jesus, thank you, and that was enough. But you know what? He is still pleading on your behalf out of love. But do you love him? Romans 8.34 Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Do you picture whenever you betray him with your attitude, that the person that died for you, after dying for you, went to heaven, is not even at rest in heaven, busy pleading for mercy on your behalf. But do you love him? Jesus does not confess his love for us. He proved it. So you saw when Jesus was asking Peter the first time, the second time, the third time, the Bible said Peter was grieved. I'm sure this morning you might be grieved by this message. Thank God for the time. I may say something, you'll be offended. But if the master could preach, and Peter was offended, then it is right for you to be offended by anything you hear in this message this morning. But, Peter responded. He obeyed and went ahead to correct his way. That is where God is calling us this morning. You can be offended at whatever you hear this morning. But please, obey, repent, and correct your ways. Because that is what Jesus is asking you to do. What does this question mean to Peter? If you notice very well, in verse 15, Jesus called the full name of Peter. Just as he's calling your full name this morning. Say, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas. He's calling you, my brother and my sister this morning, brother Hebusi, the son of XYZ. Sister BCD, the daughter of PQR, do you love me? Jesus asked Peter, the way you betrayed me, Peter, does not show me that you love me. I called you to follow me and make disciples for me. To go and fish for men. But within days, you took the people I gave to you to go back and fish for food. Do you love me? Peter, you turned your back at me when I needed you most. 
It was painful for me, Peter. When you said no, I know him not. Peter, do you love me more than these? And who are these? Do you love me more than the rest of the disciples? If you do, Peter, why did you influence them to go back to where I have called you out from? Why do you feed them with fish and not feed them with my word? Do you know that the Pharisees, the priests, they remembered what Jesus said and prepared. You know, he said, I will rise the third time. And the Bible said they remember, oh, this man said he will rise up. What do we do? Let's go and put soldiers. The disciples were busy running. Instead for them to be making, doing vigil at the tomb. Waiting for the resurrection of Jesus on the third day. You see why Jesus said, do you really love me? Jesus told Peter, I expect you to love me. The way I loved you. John 15:9. As the Father has loved me, so I have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. The other thing that you can say, interpretation, according to the Bible scholars, this means one: Do you love me more than the rest of the disciples? Number two. This means, do you love me more than this fish? This morning you went to take this food. Your family, do you love me more than your family? Do you love me more than your job? Do you love me more than the things you need? Do you love me more than your health? Peter, who is priority one in your love scale? Somehow I know, Peter, that you love me. But to what extent is questionable? Peter, you seem to love fishing for food more than you love fishing for men. Yes, I know, Peter, you have passion for me. Because out of passion... You are the only man, apart from me, that ever walked on water out of passion. For you to know that the love that Peter had, <laughs> if many of us have up to half of it, out of passion that Peter had for Jesus, he cut the hair of one of the Pharisee's children. And you know the rest of the thing Peter did out of passion. But, Jesus said, this passion you have for me, this passion that is in you, I want you to use it for my work and not for, the, for your own work. 
And Jesus is saying to somebody this morning, He's calling your name. Do you really love me? If you love me, why do you betray me with your lifestyle? Your attitude. Your behavior. Your lies. You commit sin at will. Many even fornicate and destroy their body. You share my body. He said your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You have sharing that body with infidel. Do you love me? If you love me, why do you hide your identity as a Christian? Your family does not even know you, you are a Christian. Some of your friends, you are hiding from them the identity that you are a Christian. Why do you betray me? If you love me, you will obey my commandment. If you love me, you will be passionate about my assignment. Why are you complacent about spiritual things? But the same you, you are hyperactive when you get to your office. You know how to do everything to get more money, to get your boss to promote you, but you don't show that passion in my work. Do you truly love me? Why do they ask to force you to come to fellowship? Why do you need to be encouraged? If you love me, you will be the first to come to church and say, I want to come and serve my God. But they need to call you, send text to you, do everything before you come to fellowship. Many of you, you have been serving a department before. You have been attending a fellowship. You stop because somebody offended you. Do you love me? You are more passionate about cricket, about TV, about watching movies, about going to park, than you are passionate about coming to church. Twelve o'clock service, you are coming late. But the same you, if you have interview 7 a.m., you will get there 30 minutes before. Do you love me? Where is your passion? Remember that work that you are going to. They can start you tomorrow and nobody will see anything. But I'm here, my hand is waiting for you. But see what you are doing for me. See how you are treating me. Do you love me? I am not loved on your priority. 
You only come to me when you need blessing. You don't come to my house because you love me. The moment I make you get married, we don't see you in church again. The moment I gave you that job, (laughs) we don't see you in church again. The moment I remove that sickness from your body, that is when you start complaining, oh, I can't come to church because I have this. Do you love me? Every married man and married woman here, you know what the passion we use in our relationship with our spouse at the peak. You know what I mean? If only you can use the half of that passion to serve God. This world will be different. This world will be different. If you can passionately serve this God. Jesus is saying, I demand an increasing commitment from you. Not reducing commitment. Why do you love promotion in your office? But when they call you to come and serve in church, you decline. You refused. Do you love me? If you love me, why did you refuse to forgive that person that offended you? If I were to look at your sin, your rejection of me, will I have saved you? But you refuse to forgive your neighbor. Do you love me? If you love me, it should not be difficult for you to forgive your neighbor. No matter the offense. Because the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I did not look at your harassment of my name. Many of you call me names before you gave your life to Jesus. You spit on people preaching to you. You rejected me and refused me. But still, I saved your soul. Now, you refuse to forgive. Do you love me? I want you to bow your head down and just go to God. You know where your home betrayer of Jesus is. You know where you have disappointed him. Please go ahead and tell him, Lord, I am sorry. You know how you have reduced your commitment to him. But your commitment to your company keeps increasing. 
Because they are paying you salary. Well, here you have, you have to be forced to serve me. He says, you come and do something in church, the same you, you never come. Go ahead and call and say, Lord, I am sorry. I am sorry. I need to go ahead and do that now, please. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Let's learn from Peter. The short time we have. How he responded to this word from Jesus. In other words, how do you truly express your love? After Peter heard this word, number one, he immediately agreed with Jesus and determined never to betray him again. Number two, he obeyed Jesus' instruction of feed my sheep. And how did he do it? Immediately, he influenced the disciples to go wait for the promise of the Father. In Acts chapter 1, he mobilized them, let's go to the upper house. Acts chapter 2, what did he do? He began to preach for souls. And the first sermon he preached, how many souls won? 3,000. That is love. Acts chapter 3, he became a blessing to others. He saw a man laying by the gate, said, this man, I'm not going to live here until you are healed. Silver and gold I have not. I don't fish for food again. I don't fish for money again. But thought I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. That is love. In Acts chapter 4, Peter resolved never to stop loving Jesus, no matter the opposition. And that was what you see what he said in Acts chapter 4, verse 18 to 20. When they were told not to preach again. So if you dare preach, we'll cut your head. Look at what Peter said. In verse 18. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the, in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things we have, been, we have seen and heard. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody does not say, our commitment for God, nothing is going to tamper with it. That is love. When you go on and on, you see Acts, in Acts chapter 5, Peter became completely intolerant to sin. And that was what caused the death of Ananias and Sapphira. Peter became so addicted to, he became an addicted lover that he could not tolerate sin around him. And do you know why, how Peter died ultimately? He died with humility. And why did I say that? They wanted to crucify him like Jesus. He said, no, I cannot die like my master. Turn me upside down. He was crucified, inverted I'm not, I, I'm not worthy to die like Jesus died. No. Yes, you can crucify me. I, I'm not afraid of death. 
but do it upside down. Because he became addicted lover of Jesus. Brethren, you are called to be like Peter. Jesus is waiting for you to make your decision this morning. In Matthew 10, 37, say, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I'm going to give this illustration just to help somebody here. To the glory of God. When my wife and her, we got married, I think the first month, my wife became pregnant. Before you know it, I think probably a couple of weeks after, we were celebrating wonderful pregnancy. Oh, great God. God, you are wonderful. And we went to the clinic. The doctor said, the baby is no longer breathing. And so they have to evacuate the baby. They evacuated the baby, if I remember very well, on Saturday. And I could see the pain my wife went through. Overnight, on that Saturday to Sunday, we did not sleep in my house. It was so painful. And I took my wife to the clinic. I was on a Sunday. Doctor, please, you have to do something. This pain must subside. And so I put my wife in that clinic, and doctors were doing their home. And I still went to church that morning, because I'm on assignment to play drums on that day. Because of love. Many of us, when you have some small issues, small challenge. You are too quick to back and turn against your God. Brethren, <laughs> until you get to the point that you love God more than your father, your mother, your son, your whoever, your wife, you are still out of love. You are not in love. So the glory of God can give you many examples. Most recently, let me just share this with you. When the Bible says, Seek ye forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. I've shared the testimony. By God's grace, I just finished my MBA in January. And when I look at the journey God took me through, it got to a point the advice I was getting, everything was, oh, reduce your commitment for God. Stop going to all services. You can even take permission to pull out of choir for months because you are doing MBA. <laughs> but because my mind is already made up, not now, years ago, that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. I would rather... Resign from any job that will not allow me to serve God. 
to the glory of God. When the devil knew that, oh, this boy, he has made up his mind. Everything was just, come and see responsibility here and there, family. But I said, no, I must finish this MBA and I will not reduce my commitment for God. And God did it. (laughs) Everything concerning the program changed because of God, not because of me. At a, point of, at a point in time where I knew uh, I'm not going to meet up with this. I just thought we would be able to hand this. I was supposed to be submitting my assignment every three, three months. That is the circle. But because of this God, they changed it to one, one month. When it was just like six months to the end. And at the end, <laughs> God proved himself. I'm sharing this with you. Many of us, you are so careful about... Oh, me, 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 my family, me, me, me. And that is why you are not serving this God. Say, what shall you profit a man if you lose your soul? If you gain this whole world, you amass wealth, you do everything, you get the, you are the top rated on your job, but you lose your soul. You are the most miserable for men. Do you love him? Let's round up. The reward of loving Jesus. I'll just quickly go through that because I know I will not have another time to do this. When you love Jesus, you stand to gain three major things. Number one, security and boldness. No devil can kill a lover of God. A lover of Jesus. No devil can kill him until it is time for him to go. I can tell you many testimony about that. But we don't have time today. What did that say? No devil. Because do you... Do you see a man look at his wife and allow anybody to harass his wife? Hello? If you are a lover, you are secured. If you are a lover, no fear. You know why? Because the quickest way to go to my lover is death. By God's grace, I'm not afraid of death. That is it. The quickest way for me to go to my lover is how? So why are you afraid of death? You are not yet a lover. You know why Peter slept in the prison? He was just waiting for Jesus to come and carry him. <laughs> the moment they arrested him, they killed James yesterday. Oh, wonderful. I will go and meet Jesus in heaven. Let them come and cut my head. I'm ready. But if it is you, are you a lover of Jesus? Number two, you enjoy unique privilege. Number one, privilege is special attention. John sixteen twenty seven. Number two, all inclusive blessing. Romans eight twenty eight. Say so we know that all things work together only for those that love God. Don't quote that scripture if you don't love Him. That's the truth. Number three, surprises. 
said, I have not seen nor hear heard, neither has it entered to the heart of men what God has prepared for them that love him, not those that don't love him. First Corinthians 2 9. Another privilege, miracles, signs, and wonders will be a daily occurrence, a usual occurrence in the life of a lover. John 14 21. He said, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Divine presence, John forty twenty three. Jesus answered, the, answered and said unto him, If a man love me, and you keep my word, my father will love him, and we will come and make our abode with him. Promotion, favor, and excellence. Hebrews 1, 9. And finally, Unique privilege that you gain if you love God, abundant grace. Do you see where we are? Abundant what? Ephesians 6.24 Say, grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus. So you want abundant grace, what do you do? Demonstrate your love. Let the devil know that you love Jesus. Number three, reward of loving Jesus, eternal reward, eternity with Christ. James 1.12, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let's press up on our feet. Are you excited about your husband coming back for you? The Bible says your husband is coming back for you. Are you preparing your body, your life ready for your lover, Jesus Christ? He's asking you this morning that please stop confessing you love me. Prove it. Demonstrate it. Act it. Let the world know you truly love me. Show it by your action, by your attitude, by the way you serve me. You're going to sing this song, Shepherd of my soul. You say, lover of my soul, not shepherd. Did you hear that? Please display that song, man. And you're going to use that prayer to that song to pray. Say, lover of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will follow you. I've made the choice. I've made up my mind that no matter what happens, it is you. Let's sing that song. And say, lover of my soul. Lover of my soul. I give you full control wherever you may be. I will follow. I have made a choice to be for your own wherever you may. I will go 
committed, passionate about you. And as you are praying that prayer, somebody is here, you are not born again at all. Therefore, God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish. For you not to perish, you need to surrender your life to Jesus. You are here, you are not born again. I want you to pray that prayer in your heart right now. Say, Jesus, Today, I surrender to you. Please raise up your hand if you are doing that. You are surrendering your life to Jesus. You are giving your life to Him afresh that Jesus was the lover of my soul. God bless you for this. Please pray in your heart that Lord, I surrender my life unto you today. I will love you to the very end. I will not go back again. Or you are backslidden. You are still doing it your own way, not God's way. Say, Jesus, I am sorry. I am back to you. Save my soul today. Save my soul today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for this, your children, that have decided for you. Please accept them and baptize them with the spirit of love that they will never turn their back on you, but they will love you to the very end. In the name of Jesus. Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please visit it. So now is the time for us to go to the Lord's table. Let us prepare ourselves. Let us turn to First Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 23 to 32. For I have received from the Lord that we also deliver to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and we had given thanks he broke it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body 
the bl- and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Here, just for because of the time, one word we meditate on this. Number one is the explanation of concerning the Lord's table. Here, one word it says in verse 27 and 29, the unworthy manner. What is that unworthy manner? So, it is not a ritual thing. Month after month and the first week we come together and taking part in the Lord's table. Unworthy manner means when we partake the communion without being saved. The call has been given and week after week or month after month we keep exalting and encouraging this table is prepared for those who are saved. So, if you are taking, the, taking part in this table, if you are unsaved, that is unworthy manner. Secondly, the unworthy manner is when we partake the communion with unconfessed sin in our life. That too we are repeatedly saying. We mean to what we say. So, you should also think of and mean when before, when you come and take part in the Lord's table. So, if you have any unforgiven sin, that means you are taking it in an unworthy manner. And an unworthy manner is when we partake the communion without paying attention to what we are doing. So, you have to pay attention. Why do we do that? And also in an unworthy manner is taking the bread and the cup very lightly. As I say, very simply, it is a just the bread and the wine. That is nothing when you take part in it. Don't take it lightly. It is for the people, those who are saved, those who are committed their life and confessed to their sin. And even now, before you take part, you have to examine yourself. If you, that is why it is said, you examine yourself. Then you judge yourself. If you judge yourself, you cannot be judged. So it is better before you come, examine yourself. That means judge yourself. If you are judged, means confess of your unconfessed sin, then you are. Welcome to take part in this. Let us close our eyes. Gracious Father, we thank you for the wonderful time and the great privilege that you've given to us. Thank you for the table which prepared for us. Lord, through this, we remember the death 
the burial resurrection and coming of your son jesus christ and it remains to proclaim to preach to exhort of your son jesus to this world and also it remains to examine ourselves to judge ourselves and lord even now we come before you we pray for each and every one of us if any one of us wish to take part in this table lord the holy spirit speak to us convicts your children let them confess your their sin unto you we know lord you loves us you will forgive us forgiving is your nature father we confess before you make us as a worthy children to take part in this table so that we became a partakers of blessing and imparting blessings to one another bless the bread and wine which was kept before us and sanctify to lord in jesus precious name we pray amen please as we said it is for the children those who obey the lord and accepted him as a lord and savior and as the ushers are guiding please cooperate with them thank you
Having now received the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shall we give thanks? Shall we stand? Just for a moment, appreciate everything that God has done for you. When you received that body and that blood of Christ, what did it mean to you? Did you see the love of Christ? What he did on that cross was not because he was compelled to do it. What Christ did on that cross was because he loved you and me. Do we appreciate that today? Just tell God. Just tell him, thank you, Father God. Without you, where would I be? If it was not for you, where would I be, Lord Father? Just say thank you. Father God, we just want to say thank you right now, Lord Father. We see your love in every situation, Lord Father. We see your love towards us, Lord Father. The love that paid the price, that bought us from condemnation to life. And Father God, we want to thank you, we want to praise you, Lord Father. We want to thank you, Lord Father, because when you died on that cross, you brought us freedom, you brought us life. And Father, we want to appreciate that. We don't want to take it for granted. And it's not a ritual, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that today, once again, you have told us about love. And you have asked us the question. The same question that you asked Peter, you have asked us today. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us will be able to answer it the right way. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him and continue to use him in this place. Speak to us through him, Lord Father. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. We commit each one of us into your hands. We pray, Lord, that even as we depart from this place, your presence shall continue to guide and lead us. We give all praise, honor, and glory to you. In Jesus' most precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.